Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. It's Monday, the 17th of August of 2020. I love pepperoni. Is this real? We're Jeff and Jen. Here it is on Cincinnati's Q102. We'll get to those stories here in a second. But first, if you haven't been sleeping right since March... I guess you're not alone. According to a new survey, the majority of Americans say the stress from the pandemic, whether it's you know related to your health or your wallet or how it's affecting school, your kids, your family, your livelihood, your day-to-day, or all of the above, it has had a negative effect on people's sleep. They're stressed out. They're worrying about things. They're thinking about it. I what am I going to do? I think, too, a little of it is like subconsciously, because I can tell you that if you asked me, are you worried? Are you a worried person about the pandemic? I'd probably say, no, we'll get through it. Everything's fine. But I have come in here four out of five days a week and said, I just am not sleeping right. Yeah, yeah. I am not sleeping right this summer. I'm not. Well, maybe it is. So maybe you're internalizing it. You're trying to keep a steady head. Right. But maybe it's just like inside my body's just going, hey, it's buddy. F- it's affecting you in other ways. Yeah. I lay down and I'm exhausted. Like I'm tired. I can feel my eyes are tired. I can feel my body is tired. And I lay down in the bed and I just am like, I got to do that tomorrow. Jen is out. I better get this and I better do that. It's like it just is a train that just starts and doesn't stop. Yeah. And then by that time where I'm almost on the brink to fall asleep, I have to pee. So then I have to get Oh, up. great. <laughs> and it starts so all, all over again. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, the... Uh... The biggest way people are trying to sleep better, and I think this is probably a good idea, is not scrolling through news feeds or checking out the news at night because, you know, look, a lot of it is very stressful. Why would that be the last thing you'd look at right before bed? I get that you want to know what's going on and you want to be informed, but... I don't really look at it much leading up to bed because I'm busy doing other things in my house. Yeah. So when I finally lay my kid down and then lay down, like to have my own time, I like to see what's going on or see what people are posting or whatever it is. So I made it like a nightly ritual. As you guys know, I like to sit down at six 30, pour myself a little cocktail and watch Lester Holt. Mm -hmm. And the way I like about the way he sets up that newscast is, you know, you get the news of the day and a lot of it is of course stressful, but 
He always ends the news with an inspiring America piece. Yeah, I like you know, those. Somebody too. who's doing something good, much like we do on our show. We do. If if you ever listen late enough, like right before ten o'clock, before we sign off at about nine fifty, uh, we read a bunch of good news stories because we always like to end the show on a high note. Mm-hmm. So that's something I always kind of appreciated about that. You know, so I'm not walking away from the end of the newscast feeling complete and total gloom and doom. So don't go <laughs> online and look at more. Yeah, right end, before end bed. It with that. End it with Holt. Right. So that's one way people are sleeping better is not checking the news right before bed. The rest of the top 10 ways people are trying to sleep better during the pandemic, eating healthier, exercising, reading books before bed. Reading books for me are like a sedative. That'll knock me out. See, mm-hmm. and that's what I just told Scott, my boyfriend. I feel like I need to do like and, st- and, not, and stay away from the screen, like buy an actual book. And read a couple pages because it'll knock me out cold. I was I started reading a travel book on the front porch. So you know that that picture I took of the mug with the coffee mm-hmm. <laughs> sitting out the porch. And as I'm sipping that coffee, I started to read a travel book, which is interesting. That's interesting content to me. Didn't matter. I was out. You were done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Listening to music before bed. Taking a warm bath or shower before bed. Meditating. Having sex before bed. Uh, taking an, an over-the-counter sleep aid and getting better pillows. I've heard so many more people in the last, I don't know, three months say, oh, yeah, I got the melatonin gummies. I pop one and with the kids, and we all take one before we go to bed, and boom, we're all sleeping in 20 minutes. Now, I don't know anything about it. Are, are they as effective over time, or do they does no the magic idea. start to wear off after a while? I have no idea. With but melatonin. See, I, don't, I used to take it before... I got pregnant, but I didn't do it all the time. It was just like if I was having trouble falling asleep, I would take one and then fall asleep. Mm. But I don't know if that's something like you're saying you have to increase the dosage. Like you can take a one gummy and then. Always feel confident on your second date with help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Like in a month, you got to take two because the one's not working. Because they say it's not habit forming, right? Right. But I wonder if it still packs the same punch. Over time, you know, mm-hmm. um, we knew that it was more or less inevitable that two of the biggest drink trends of the past few years would collide sooner rather than later. But here it is. Pumpkin spice hard seltzer is coming out next month. It's from the brand called Vive right here out of the tri-state. Yeah. One of the eight billion brands that are now competing with White Claw for hard seltzer market share. Uh, The pumpkin spice hard seltzer will be available uh, in these three states, Kentucky, Ohio, and Tennessee, to start. But it'll probably expand nationwide if there's enough demand. People in Indiana just have to cross the border and get some. I'll try it. Oh, yeah. 
I love the hard seltzer. Yeah. I mean, why not? I, I pretty much like all of the flavors of all of the ones I've tried. Every now and then, some of the berry ones, I'll be like, mm, it's a little cough medicine-y, but, you know, I can get over it. I like mm-hmm. flavored waters, too. You know? We just stocked up on some Vive this weekend. Yeah. So when is it coming out? You said September? Yep. Okay. Yep. Kentucky, Ohio, and Tennessee. And then, you know, if all goes well, they'll expand it. But then according to a new study out of Canada, wine coolers can be kind of like a gateway drug. Because, you know, people who don't like the taste of booze drink wine coolers because the intense sugar in wine coolers kind of masks most of the alcohol flavor. Yeah, it makes it taste kind of like a Kool-Aid or something. I don't think I've ever had a wine cooler. Oh, you have it? Not even when you were younger? Uh-uh. Some of those wines, like you want to talk about syrupy sweet, they oh. taste like a melted popsicle. They give me a headache. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's like a little bit of carbonated melted popsicle. They're super sweet. I mean, people like to, you know, they find them refreshing on hot days and stuff. I just, instant headache. I didn't even realize know. they made them I anymore. said this, yes, yeah. agreed. I was like, I didn't even know those were still a thing. Evidently, they do. I wonder how much sugar are in those. It's they gotta were, be a lot, right? They were as popular in like the eighties and nineties as hard seltzers are now. Yeah. I remember my aunts and uncles drinking the Bartles and James and Oh yeah. You get a four pack? Yeah. <laughs> Carbonated wine. Um but yeah, their wine coolers are, you know, according to this study, kind of like a gateway drug for people who don't like the taste of booze because the intense sugar hides most of the alcohol flavor, but over time what happens is that gets them used to the taste of alcohol. Yeah. So they can transition over to harder stuff. Dang, they got 40. I just looked up one of them because I'm like, how much sugar is actually in those? 41 carbohydrates. 41 grams of carbs? Yep, and sugar. That's for one bottle and 28 grams of sugars. Yeah, the sugar doesn't surprise me. I was surprised that there was that many carbs in them. Yeah, this is for the... Uh, in a wine cooler? Strawberry Daiquiri Escapes brand. Yeah. Jeez, that's nuts. Yeah, the researchers say that's potentially dangerous, especially for younger people. So, anyway, that's something to keep in mind. Dang. Hmm. The Seagram Wildberry Wine Cooler has 38 grams of carbs. It's like having a soda. Wow. By the way, the latest coronavirus shortage evidently is pepperoni. I love pepperoni. I like a good charcuterie board with different styles of pepperonis. Pizza shops are reporting higher pepperoni prices as the supply is going down. Why? Why is this happening? I don't know. I just got a slice of pepperoni pizza yesterday at Brooklyn Pizza. It was delicious. So they got them there. But... Yeah, I guess some areas, some parts of the country are experiencing a big shortage. By the way, the official Twitter account for San Francisco's BART public transportation system has been tweeting about air quality in their cars. And they responded to a question about whether the new air filters for coronavirus that they have in the trains also battle nasty flatulence. <laughs> And they answered. (laughs) They say it will take about 70 seconds to clear a nasty gas smell out of a car. Quote, maybe longer if you laid a real monster. (laughs) Oh, Bart. (laughs) At 
least they have a sense of. But I like that they humor. answered the question. Yeah. I like that. Um, like the Brent Spence Bridge Twitter account that follows us and we follow them. Oh, yeah. I like when our transportation people and have senses of humor. I like that the Brent Spence Bridge has a personality. Mm-hmm. Me too. It's a little feisty. I don't right know now. if that one's run by the uh, the state, though. I think that might oh, it's be not. <laughs> run by someone in Oakley. Is that like a rogue? Yeah. It could be run by someone at the state that's got a really great sense of humor. So it's not like an officially sanctioned no. Twitter uh-uh. account? No, 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 no. It's not verified? It would be like if you became the suspension bridge. Oh, account that sounds like fun is there a bridge you like you could be the big mac account <laughs> yeah that'll be mine <laughs> not uh, to be confused with a big mac sandwich speaking of covid flu season is coming up so this is good to know they looked at the order covid 19 symptoms usually happen mm-hmm. and evidently it is different than the flu now, that doesn't mean that they always happen in the same order, but researchers looked at more than 50,000 coronavirus cases, and they figured out when symptoms are most likely to show up. So here are five early COVID symptoms and the order they usually happen in. This is interesting. So evidently, you get the fever first. Fever is the first symptom people usually notice. That's why they are always taking your temperature when you go places. Right. right. Although it's always like after I've you know walked from being outside in the hot parking lot. It's 110 outside. It's 110 <laughs> degrees. I'm sweating my butt off. They're like, mm, I don't know, a little high, 99.6. <laughs> you see how hot it is out there? Uh, fever first, then cough. And the order of those first two is very important because that's the opposite of the flu. With the flu, you're more likely to have a cough first than a fever. Oh. That's interesting. Okay. Good to know. So if it's COVID, fever first, then the cough, followed by muscle pain, meaning just general soreness and achiness, you know. You got those body aches, feeling kind of sensitive. Uh, followed by an upset stomach or vomiting and diarrhea. Mm, that sounds like a real treat. Does it have any info about the lack of taste or smell? Because I know that's like one of the main things. Yeah, that's one of the kind of common watch ones. For. I'm not quite sure when that kicks in. I thought the upset stomach and the diarrhea was interesting because that's the opposite of other coronaviruses with SARS and MERS. An upset stomach usually happens later. But yeah. they say they're all different. You know, they all present differently. Mm-hmm. I was going to say it's interesting because I wonder if you start throwing up and stuff and then realize you can't taste or smell anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like right. at what point does that kind of filter through? Hmm. But they say the headache, too. That was the other thing that we had on the list of symptoms. Like people, like all COVID-19 cases have in common headache, loss of taste and smell. Like all of right. the other things were kind of in and out. A lot of moving pieces. Yeah. A lot of moving pieces to this. Meanwhile, with the bars closing at 10 p.m. here in the state of Ohio, we're two weeks into this. Uh, we got a lot of bar owners coming out saying the amount of business they're seeing is just not sustainable. Uh, I know that uh, Tom, the manager of the Holy Grail, they were talking to him on Fox 19, and he was saying that uh, just the last two weeks – Holy Grail has lost more than 60% of its business. Mm. Wow. That's I sad. guess they're 
according to him, he said, we're literally cutting staff in half right now. The longer this restriction is in line, the unfortunate thing is more places, just they're not going to make it. Uh, the Ohio Liquor Control Commission rule was passed on July 31st. It was uh, it was a rule issued by executive order from Governor DeWine requiring all liquor permit establishments that sell alcohol to end alcohol sales by 10 p.m. Last call, 10 p.m. You can nurse it till 11, but that's it. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Which is crazy because you feel like a lot of people that are going out to bars, you know, you have dinner, like say you have dinner at seven, eight o'clock, something like that. And you're like, let's go grab a drink. You can't because everything's shut down. Yeah. And I guess then they talked to Chris Keefe. He's the manager of Jefferson Social just down the block. And he said the same thing. They're down about 60% there too. Wow. That's sad. Yeah. He said from two weeks ago when we were able to open and stay open until two o'clock, sales were down a further 40%. So I guess they were down 20 and now they're down, geez, another 40. Yeah. Wow. Um, you know, and look, it's their opinion that staying open later is actually better for public health because if, you know, if they're in the bar setting, they're at least able to enforce social distancing rules. Oh, so yeah. You, right. you know, so like, if you send everyone home at 11 o'clock and then decide, hey, let's have a house party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've heard that's been happening more and more that people are just having big parties at their house. Yeah, well, I guess there was one in uh, Pendleton that got a little crazy and out of control. Yeah. Ended violently. You know, so, I mean, that's one thing that the bar owners and managers are arguing is, is that, you know, look, at least we're making sure people are staying apart. and Wearing masks, washing their hands, cleaning we, tables. Yeah, we know that people aren't going to bars anymore. They may very well be going to house parties. Good point. So... Yeah, they do make a good point. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.